0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Dr. Isaac Bogosh joins us on The Roy Green Show. On the Chorus Radio Network, Infectious Diseases Specialist and Scientist, University of Toronto and Toronto General Hospital, and Dr. Bogosh, very generous with his time for us. Dr. Bogosh, thank you for the time, and how do we interpret these numbers? We look at them and we say, how can we decide, how can we interpret, how can we see if there's any progress being made?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So, first of all, thanks for having me back on the show. It's great to chat with you. Um, secondly, you know, is, is there, I think we have to be careful not to just interpret... One metric, and I think it's important that we look at several things and really put put this into the bigger context. Um, you know, obviously we're looking at the number of new cases per day. That's an extremely important metric to look at, and not just at the Canadian level, but also as you point out at the provincial level as well. The other thing we should look for is the number of hospitalizations with this infection and the capacity in the intensive care unit. So, what is the proportion of ICU beds? Filled And what is the proportion of ICU beds filled with COVID-19? And lastly, as you point out, I think totally correct is, uh, is looking at the number of deaths. And when we sort of look at all those metrics together, we can paint a picture across Canada and, of course, in the individual provinces to see not only how we're doing, but also what is our ability to continue to manage this in an effective way.
0: Uh, you mentioned ICU beds, and I'm just looking at one province here, looking at the province of Ontario, which has 900 ICU beds, but can add another, uh, 400 rather, can add another 900 if necessary. Uh, that doesn't sound like a big number to most people in, in the province, and then we look at what the uh, Premier suggested yesterday when they were projecting the numbers of deaths in the province by the end of April, 1,600 deaths, 80,000 cases. Uh, of course, we contrast that with uh, what the Premier said would have happened had we not had the interventions that we've taken, which might have been 300,000 cases and 6,000 deaths. But uh, will we be able to manage uh, with the ICU bed numbers, Dr. Bogosh? And if not, when does it get to a critical mass situation?
1: Yeah, so a few points there. One is that some of those projections yesterday were a little more realistic than others. And when we hear about these, like, astronomically high Uh, numbers that we heard of, I'm not saying those are impossible, but I'm saying those are extraordinarily unlikely. Um, But even the lower numbers are still tough numbers to manage. And of course, as you point out, the there is, you know, ICUs are are a limited resource and ICU beds are, are, uh, you know, it's a finite capacity and sure there's, we can expand, we can expand the number of ICU beds, but we have to also remember that it's not just a bed, it's not just a ventilator. You also need doctors, nurses, pharmacists, physiotherapists, occupational therapists, speech language pathologists. There's a whole team of people that need to really be mobilized to care for a person in the intensive care unit. So the bed is one thing. The ventilator is another thing. But you actually need the personnel. And what's happening now in Ontario, maybe people aren't aware of it behind the scenes, but a lot of us are getting redeployed. And uh, many people are are getting, uh, if you have skills to work in an ICU, you may get redeployed to work in an ICU. If you have skills to work on the general medicine wards, you may get redeployed in your hospital to work on the general medicine ward. So we're really taking an all hands on deck approach. And I think that if we truly adhere to the physical distancing measures and practice hand hygiene and really listen to the recommendations of the senior public health leadership, we will be able to flatten our curve. We will be able to manage uh, this surge in cases in the hospital and in the ICUs. But you know, quite frankly, I think if we if we don't, um, we might run out of space and we might get into trouble. And you know, everyone has their part to do. Right? Everyone has their part. Yes. To do. This only yes. works. This only works if we all do our part. And a lot of this, not all of this, but a lot of this is now up to the citizens to do their part and really. Do everything they can to prevent getting infected by practicing physical distancing.
0: Well, I can tell you, my hands have never been cleaner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and good, I mean, and you know what? Hopefully, everyone else is as well. I mean, like, these, there's no excuse, I think, right now, right? People no, there know. What no, no, no. Yeah, you know what message to has to be 100. percent
0: The saturation by now. Success. Yeah, let me ask you the lay layperson's question. I put a couple together. We'll ask you some today and then tomorrow. Uh, When I see the incubation period is broad, 2 to 14 days, anywhere from 2 to 14 days, and then there are outliers that could be 0 days or 27 days, how do you work as a scientist with such broad variables?
1: So there's great data to support that the average is 5 days, and about 98%, to be more accurate, 97.5% of people will have symptoms within 11.5 days. From the time of exposure if they're going to get sick so we can reasonably manage this of course with anything else there's going to be the one in a zillion that presents a little earlier the one in a zillion that presents a little later but uh, i i really think for the most part this is pretty manageable from a, an incubation standpoint and i think that by and large this you know the 14 day number for you know home quarantine or home isolation is is a very reasonable number because that's going to work i have to be careful with my words it's going to work about a hundred percent of the time not a hundred percent of the time but about a hundred percent of the time so it's a manageable number and i think it's totally based on science and reason, and it's very reasonable
0: when you mention science the uk government's scientific advisor has said he hopes restrictions on physical distancing will be relaxed in a few weeks time what has to happen
1: well i mean Most places that have had experience with this well before North America and Europe that have started to relax their physical distancing measures have really demonstrated a sustained reduction in the number of new cases per day. So it's not just a matter that their curve was flattened, it's that their curve dropped down and stayed down. And, And then and only then did they start to really lift the physical distancing measures. On top of that, it's not enough. On top of that, you need amazing public health and amazing laboratory capacity because if you're going to start lifting those physical distancing measures you have to be able to uh, rapidly identify and isolate new cases and their close contacts to make sure that you don't have a rebound effect and have a jump in the number of cases once those physical distancing measures are released so it's not just a matter of a sustained reduction in the number of new cases per day you got to jump on any new cases that pop up as a result of lifting those restrictions to really limit the scope uh, or the scale of the rebound in the number of cases you might get when those restrictions are lifted.
0: Dr. Bogosh, what is the situation in hospitals concerning PPEs?
1: Well, you know, certainly most hospitals are, are being very cautious with their management of their PPE supply. You might even hear the term rationing and that would be accurate in many hospitals. Uh, I you know, we've heard from the federal government and then also from uh, at least in Ontario, from Premier Ford. They're going to enlist local industries to make a reliable supply of this. We know industry is literally standing in line and chomping at the bit to help make gowns, gloves, masks. We know they have the capacity to do so. i I mean, we've been hearing, we've been hearing about this for a couple of weeks, at least from the federal level we've only recently heard about it at the provincial level we've also heard about you know actions being taken to secure this to procure this to make sure it's there the hospitals really need to know what supplies they're going to get how much of those supplies they're going to get and the frequency to which they're going to get it and then and only then can they start to relax a little bit and 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 you know loosen up with some of their right. uh, rationing and restrictions of ppe because this is essential you need every frontline healthcare worker working